Welcome to the All Around Joe Podcast. We optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. On this edition of the All Around Joe Podcast, I'm going to be talking about how to improve your CrossFit Metcons. Now, I'm coming at you today from Badlands National Park. I am sitting here looking out right there. You can see the glare coming in on my face out onto the National Park, which is super cool. But the reason that I want to talk about how to improve your Metcons and get into some of the specifics of how you're going to do that and how you need to change up your program in order to do that is because I've been exploring that in my own program, funny enough, with movements and styles or types of Metcons that I don't particularly do well with. An example that I've been playing with is DT. So I've always had a really hard time with barbell cycling, continuing to breathe and move through barbell movements. And it got me to thinking about how a lot of us don't attack our weaknesses as we should. So what I've been doing is putting DT or some variation of DT into my programming once a week, even though it may vary from the program that I'm supposedly following. And I'm going to talk about the different, basically, energy systems that we have in our body, how you can analyze which ones you need the most work on, and then how you need to break up the other movements that are involved in your CrossFit Metcons in order to get better at them specifically, even if it doesn't follow the exact misfit or Invictus or whatever program that you're doing, if you want to continue to get better at them, they're probably not going to follow exactly what you need to be doing in order to get better. But it's not going to be all that hard in order to figure out what those holes are in your game so that you can get better. All right, before we jump into this podcast, I just wanted to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is a company that I have used for a few years now. They are probably the most beneficial thing that I have done in probably 10 years or so. The reason for that is because even if you analyze just about everything in your body, meaning that like you think about what you're doing, you write it down, you you know, journal, whatever, you can't really figure out what's going on unless you do some blood testing or some other forms of saliva or stool, all of the above testing the inside of your body. You just can't figure it out. Your brain doesn't get the signals that say, hey, your blood sugar is a little bit too high on a regular basis. We need to change up your diet or your supplementation or to figure that out. So what Inside Tracker does is they do that for you. And you go to their site, insidetracker.com, Use the code ALLAROUNDJOE to get yourself 10% off, and you select the package that you want. I usually do the ultimate package just because it gives you the most information, and then what it will do is it will spit you out basically your blood panel, and then it will tell you what you need to be eating or supplementing with or ch- lifestyle changes in order to improve what that blood panel says. It's incredibly beneficial. I recommend that everybody gets on the Inside Tracker train. And like I said, you can get 10% off by going to insidetracker.com and using the code ALLAROUNDJOE. The other company that I want to talk about today is Recover Mattress or Recover Mattresses because they are designed for athletes. All right. If you need a new mattress, I would go with a mattress that is designed for an athlete like Recover Mattress. They have tons and tons of years working with mattresses and furniture, and they designed this mattress specifically for athletes. If you'd like to get yourself 50% off a Recover mattress, use the code ALLAROUNDJOE 
at checkout. 50% off. And I highly recommend that you check out my episode that I did with Sam Smith of Recover Mattress. You can get to that by going to allaroundjoe.com slash 144. If you have any, I don't know, if you have any reasons for not knowing what mattress to choose, that would be a great, great podcast to listen to. So that was allaroundjoe.com slash 144 with Sam Smith. All right, let's jump into this podcast on how to improve your CrossFit Metcons. First thing I want to talk about is the endurance base, okay? So I feel like knowing or having coached a lot of CrossFitters now, one thing that is definitely a hole in most people's CrossFit game is their endurance base. The baseline endurance that is done by doing a lot of long, slow-distance cardiovascular training. And I'm going to get into my story about how I've tested that or tried that before in the past and what I noticed so that you can see if that's right for you. But I found that a lot of CrossFitters have this major hole in their game where they just don't do long, slow-distance endurance training. But if you look at endurance athletes, which if you guys haven't checked it out yet, I do interviews of fitness, endurance, and strength athletes over at my podcast called The Get Better Project. You can find that at thegetbetterproject.com. I've learned that a lot of these very good endurance athletes do so much of the long, slow distance training in order to build up their endurance space. And you never hear about CrossFitters doing that. But in my experience, I have done it, and it's been an interesting thing to notice. But before that, I want to make sure that you guys understand what the energy systems are in the body, and maybe that will help a little bit with how you can attack your specific weaknesses. So there's three major there's the three major energy systems in the body. There's the phosphocreatine system, which is used for explosive movements, usually about I don't know, 1 to 10, 1 to 12, 1 to 15 seconds, depending on your person. There's the glycolytic energy system, which is usually lasting about two to three minutes, again, depending on your person. And then there's the oxygen system, which is after the glycogen system. So we say like three plus minutes and on to infinity or as long as you continue burning and moving energy there. So all of these energy systems work in conjunction with each other. They aren't like, all right, for the first 10 seconds, I only use phosphocreatine, then I get into glycogen, then I get into oxygen. That's not how it works. You have to imagine yourself doing a specific workout, for example, like Helen, where you're going to be running and doing kettlebell swings and pull-ups. You're going to be transferring in and out of different energy systems as your body is efficient with those energy systems. So you might be, you know, using a dominant oxygen system as you're doing your run with a little bit of glycogen mixed in there. And then you get into the gym and you do kettlebell swings where you're going to use mostly glycogen system. And then you're going to hop up on the bar and do pull-ups again, where you're going to be mostly using glycogen system. Um, But depending on how explosive or how hard those movements are for you, you may even tap into the phosphocreatine system. And the oxygen system is going to be working in conjunction with the glycogen system at all times as you're doing those movements. But there's going to be uh, a balance going back and forth. So you can tell usually if you're purely oxygen system, you can continue moving. Like if we ask you to walk all day long, you could probably walk all day long, but you couldn't continue swinging a kettlebell all day long. Maybe if it was a you know, one pound kettlebell or something, but you get what I'm saying. There's going to be 
a limit to those particular energy systems and how long you can continue to move when you're using them. So it's really important that you have a big or large capacity in especially the glycolytic or you, you have as much stored glycogen as you can to be used or sugar in the muscles. It's also known as sugar in the muscles for those of you. Glycogen is essentially muscle sugar. And then also a very efficient oxygen system. Okay, Your body is good at taking in oxygen. It's good at transporting it to the cells and it's good at getting rid of the CO2 that your body is building up. So we're going to talk about different types of CrossFit Metcons that you might be doing. The first I'm going to talk about is what I call the fast and dirty zero to three minutes, or let's say like, you know, a couple seconds to three minutes, um, one to three minute Metcon, which is going to be something like think Fran, Grace, Isabel, shorter time domains, things that really burn bad, but you have to push through them and they're done quickly. All right. So the next is the push through it Metcon, which is I'm going to call three to 10 minutes ish. And these are all ish because they could go a little bit in one direction or the other. And these are workouts that you're going to think about like Elizabeth, Helen, Jackie, Karen, something like that. That's in that three to 10 minute range when you're really doing well with it. Or if you're thinking of yourself as a faster CrossFit athlete, and then you have the workouts that are longer, all right? And before I get into that, so the push through it is, or the fast and dirty is going to be mostly a glycogen burn that you're going to be using if your body is efficient at it, right? If you have these other things in place that you can essentially do the workout for as it was programmed. So like a, you know, two to three minute Fran or a, you know, two minute grace or something like that, right? So you're, you're going to be, or even less a one minute grace if you really moving it. Um, or, you know, maybe you're not scaling the weight appropriately, but those are the time domains that those workouts are, were meant for. Then you have the 10 plus minute, all right, the how we pace it is what I like to call it workout where it's going to be 10 plus minutes where you can't just go all out on the workout, you're going to ab- absolutely burn out. And that's the same kind of thing, though, for the push through it three to 10 minute, you're going to have to play a little bit more pacing on that. If you go into, you know, Helen and you run as fast as you can on that first 400, but you can't pick up the kettlebell, then you burn through too much of your muscle glycogen. You didn't let the oxygen system work with the glycogen system enough in order to recover to continue moving through those kettlebell swings and pull-ups. So when you get to the 10 plus, minute range, you're even going to have to do that more. You're going to have to be a little bit slower, more paced. You're going to have to consider where your body is kind of like a intuitive thing where your body is going to be able to continue moving, but not burning up so much of the muscle glycogen that you can, that you have to stop for an extended period of time. So, Some of the workouts that are longer that I wanted to mention um, are things like Murph is pretty darn long. The sevens is another one that's pretty long. I'm sure you can think of some workouts, even like a lot of these these EMOMs that people are programming now where you're pretty much moving for half to 45 seconds of the minute and then you do that for 15 to 20 to 30 minutes even what they're trying to do is figure out how you can get better at managing this glycogen and oxygen base that's what those are really designed to do is that let's say you have to go hard on 
you know, 10 burpee box jump overs for a minute and it takes you 30 seconds, then they want you to recover so that you can get on the assault bike and do that for 15 calories for the next minute and so on. So you have these built-in work and recovery periods that ideally your body is efficient enough at recovering those energy systems so that you are able to do the next minute pretty it's pretty cool it's uh, the idea behind it is is really interesting but you can those are usually programmed in that longer 10 plus minute range in order for you to your body to get better at managing those systems so it's interesting because all of this it's great to know right it's great to know what your phosphocreatine system is great to know your glycolate glycolytic system is and the oxygen system. It's awesome to know those things and what your body is dealing with as you're going through it. But really, it's it's all crap. It really is crap. But it's your crap. Because what I mean by that is that you have to know what those particular systems are that you need to be working on, right? Uh, it could even be that you, you have a really good uh, glycolytic glycolytic energy system built up like you're awesome at it your body burns and recovers through that system very well but you could be really bad at barbell movements let's say you're just have your positions are bad and when you're in bad positions it uses more energy or it fatigues muscle groups in an inefficient way so you have to really look at what your issues are in order to figure out what you need to work on the most because if you are you could be incredibly good at all three of these systems like you're the ultimate crossfit athlete but you just are in terrible positions and because you're in terrible positions your body cannot continue moving you're overworking in order to continue moving through these workouts so you have to figure out what that is and it could be that any any number of things right it could be that your running form sucks it could be that you aren't very good at putting your body in the right position when you're doing barbell work or barbell cycling or any of those things or gymnastics all of those particular things could throw you off and cause you to use or need to use more energy in order to continue moving. So you have to analyze all of these things as they come together, right? You need to know, do I need to get better at these specific energy systems and how they work together? Or is it that I'm pretty good at them, but I'm not very good at my movement patterns and I need to get better at my movement patterns. So you have to take all of this stuff with a grain of salt and figure out what it is that you need to be doing. And we can even get into this more and we will with you might not be good at like for me, for example, the barbell cycling in the mid range workouts where you have to hold on and it's just the barbell. Like I can't breathe through those and I need to figure out how it is and how I'm going to attack not only maybe in improving my base oxygen cardiovascular system by doing you know long slow distance stuff but then also attacking those particular workouts that are hard for me so that I can figure out or get my body better at transitioning oxygen and glycogen during those particular workouts so build up the base and then get your body good at transitioning from them but we also need to consider strength here as well because if you are just not strong enough to let's say throw a kettlebell around on Helen then you need to increase your strength as well so that you can have strength first and then build up the endurance to continue moving that heavier weight for you so you have to look at those particular things as they relate to you right and just so that you guys have an idea of what I'm talking about here um 
some of these workouts uh, that you might be good at, but or you might be bad at, for example, they could be in the same time domain. And that's why you have to analyze these specific things in those workouts to know what you need to work on. For example, a workout like Helen versus a workout like Elizabeth are in similar-ish time domains for a lot of people. So Helen is going to be three rounds of run 400 meters, 21 kettlebell swings, and 12 pull-ups. And Elizabeth is going to be 21.59 of cleans and ring dips so similar time domain different workouts for sure but you may be really good at for example helen because you're good at running and the weights are fairly light and you're good at gymnastics but then when you get to elizabeth you have a lot of trouble with the barbell movements and you in order to have a fast score you're probably going to have to do that one unbroken so 21 and then 15 and then 9 unbroken on let's say the barbell but if you have trouble holding on to it for whatever reason, could be, like I mentioned, it could be that you have trouble with the glycolytic system, which if you're good at doing Helen, it's probably not that. And it could be that you're not good at the oxygen system, which again, if you're good at Helen, you're pr- that's potentially not that, that case either. Then we have to break down, all right, why is it the barbell movement that you can't hold on to? It really could be a muscular specific endurance that, you know, for whatever reason, your hands need need to hold on to barbells more often in order to get better at those specific muscles utilizing glycogen and oxygen system. Or it could be that you need to build up more strength, just general strength or maximal strength in order to hold on to that barbell. Or it could be that you need to improve your positioning as your body is fatiguing. It could be that you start rounding your back as you're you know, holding onto the barbell and you're cycling it. That's going to blow up your erectors in the low back and not utilize the glutes and the hamstrings in the upper back as much as you possibly could. Or if your spine just gets out of a good position, then it doesn't transfer energy very well from the upper body to the lower body. So you have to look at all those particular things. And if you have trouble... That looking at those things, you know, videotape yourself or ask a coach or training partner for what they think those particular issues are. You know, let's say that you're in that workout of Elizabeth and you know that it's not a good workout for you, but you don't know exactly why it's not a good workout, then videotape it, analyze it, see what you can see. Ask, like I said, ask a coach, ask a training partner what they see, where they see that particular weaknesses for you. You know, are you huffing and puffing and you just feel like you can't breathe? Then let's talk about getting into one of those longer training endurance programs to see if that would help you out. And like I said, you're going to have to work on everything here but then you're going to have to also work more on the specific things that you need to work on. And we're going to talk more about the programming a little bit later in the show, but I want you to start thinking about how that's going to work. If you see me squinting here, it's because the sun's coming into my eyes. If you guys are watching this on YouTube or Facebook, if you are not watching it, then you can't see it at all. And you're probably like, I don't know what he's talking about. So, why I'm going to go over this a a little bit more. I'm going to beat it down. Why would it be that you wouldn't, would be good at the Helen, but not at Elizabeth? So some of the reasons are you could need better technique on your cleans. You might need more endurance capacity in the muscles that are used for the cleans. Like I mentioned, you know, the hands, the forearms, maybe even the back or the legs. 
you don't really know until you get in there and you analyze it a little bit. Uh, you could simply need more strength to throw around that 135 or 95 pound barbell. Could be that. You just need to work more on your power cleans, build up through a strength program. Uh, you might need a big, bigger endurance base for transporting oxygen to your muscles, or you might need more uh, storage capacity for your glycogen, right? Uh, it could be those particular things, but you have to figure out what it is for you. And you have to really get after it. You have to really attack what those particular things are. So when you're going into these programs, like uh, competitive programs, Misfits, Invictus, Comp Train, all of those things, they attempt to program for everybody. But you're not everybody. You could end up being the ideal person that they're programming for. I would just say that that's really rare. So what I'm going to be talking about here is mostly for the people that are not getting a personalized program, or if you are getting a personalized program and you're not attacking those these things or having them attack, then you should probably get a different personalized program because you should be feeling like you're doing things that you don't like to be doing a lot in order to get better at the sport of CrossFit. Um, something that I like to, or that I've heard Matt Fraser say on a consistent basis, almost every longer video that I've seen of him is he talks about simply how he beats down or he attacks his weaknesses. And I think that a lot of people hear that, but they don't actually get after it in a way that they probably should. So if you have a number of workouts, you need to really do a deep dive on these workouts and see of all of the workouts and different things that you encounter, what are the ones that are the hardest for you? And I'm not talking about the ones that are hard because you just had a bad day or you didn't sleep well or you just you know, your body wasn't quite working right. I'm talking about the workouts that are consistently trouble for you. Like I mentioned for myself, the DTs that every time it comes up, it's like, wow, that's going to be tough for whatever reason. Um, I need to attack it. And at this point for me, it got, has gotten to where like, if a workout like that comes up, I start even thinking, uh Oh, that's not good. So what I need to do is do those workouts so often that if it comes up, I'm fine with attacking it and knowing that I can do well with it because I've done it so many times that I've built up a strength where I had a weakness before. All right. The first thing that I think a lot of us need to consider when we are going through programming is where to start, okay? You're going to be following a program, hopefully. Most of us are not all that great at programming for ourselves, but it's okay if we're going to put in these little pieces that we need to adjust in order to get better. Um, so where do we start with that? The first thing is I believe that most of us do not have enough endurance in our lives for being good at CrossFit. And what I mean by that is long, slow, 30-minute endurance. If you, or 30-minute plus even, if you, and if you're the type of person that you go out on a 30-minute run, if I asked you to go on a 30-minute run, bike ride, or row right now, and I told you to just do it at an easy pace, if that sucked for you, if you go out and do that and it sucked, then you need this. You should be able to go out on a 30-minute run, ride, or row at a conversational pace and it should be fine. In fact, it should feel pretty good. It should feel like your body knows how to utilize the energy systems well and it just, it's, it's efficient, okay? Once you get to that point, then your endurance during your workouts is going to be way better. And I know that I've even had some interesting conversations with people about this, some high and coaches where 
if your body is sufficiently or if it's really good at endurance then the workouts that you even if you go 100% on them they don't feel as bad okay because you're reaching a red line or failure point in a muscular endurance state rather than a cardiovascular endurance state so you don't feel like are you breathing hard you are breathing hard but you don't feel quite as much like you're going to die from a lack of oxygen you feel like your muscles are failing you and you do still need oxygen but it's a different feeling it's a different energy system that's shutting down it's the glycolytic energy system that's shutting down rather than the oxygen system so it's interesting when you can reach that and i i actually went through this so when i got into competitive crossfit i was a ultra runner or Ironman athlete. I was doing both of those things at the time. So my endurance base was very big. And I still actually lifted a lot of weights while I was doing that training. So I was lifting heavy weights with squats, deadlifts, bench presses, you know, three to four times a week. But I was really building up my endurance base in order to do, you know, 50 mile ultra marathon or an Ironman event, which means that I'm going to be out moving for nine to like 15 hours, depending on how the event goes, or how hard the the train is, all that stuff. So when I got into competitive CrossFit, I had these, this experience exactly where I could get into a workout and it could be, you know, any of these particular workouts. And what I was doing is my muscle glycogen system was what was failing me. Or it could be, you know, I wasn't also very good at Olympic lifting, so it could have been like the snatches or cleans, the technique, but it still ended up being the muscle glycogen system. So I was the type of person that I might burn out on a workout and not do so great at it, but it was be. I didn't feel like I was dying necessarily. You didn't feel like you couldn't breathe. You felt like if you did feel like you couldn't breathe, it was only for a short amount of time. Your body recovered really quickly when you stopped using it which is way different than let's say for example right now where I don't have that same endurance base it feels like you know I get into the middle of one of these 6 to 10 minute workouts and I feel like I'm dying because I don't have quite the endurance base so we need to all build up that endurance base in order to feel better during those workouts and I feel like it's one of the biggest holes that's in these crossfitters programs is that you need to be doing three or more days a week of just this endurance base building which is just long slow distance get out on a run for 30 minutes ride row bike for 30 minutes and it should be a conversational pace it shouldn't be hard and you're you're going to improve your body's ability to transport oxygen and it will be after a few months of doing this you'll be amazed at how much better you feel in some of these metcons that you usually didn't like is that going to completely erase the ability you know your problems with barbell cycling or you know gymnastics no you're going to have to attack those particular things too but go back to that Matt Fraser comment of how he attacks his weaknesses if you know that you're not very good at muscle ups then you should be doing those things at least two times a week if not more if you know that you're not good at barbell cycling you need to be doing those things you know one to two to three times a week added to the program that you're already doing or in supplementing or erasing the thing in the program that you know you're good at and adding those particular things into them and it's totally fine you can get off of the program crossfit is constantly varied so you can take that into account but you can also take into account that if you want to be a competitive crossfitter you're not necessarily following this constantly varied 
program, you are putting in the things that you're bad at so that you can get better at them. So there's still some CrossFit aspect to it, but it's really about attacking the things that you're not very good at. All right. So if you, you need to analyze what particular area you need to improve upon. Looking back now, I wish that I would have kept my base cardiovascular conditioning by continuing to do some of those long, slow distance runs and rides and rows, but then really attack the mid-range stuff, you know, learn how to do barbell cycling better, learn how to do Olympic lifting better, because I had the strength base and the long, slow distance base, but I didn't have that mid-range of glycogen that I needed to be using or the techniques that I needed in order to be good at it. Um, and as I progressed, I got did less of the long, slow distance, got worse at that, but better at these other mid-range and cycling things. So now looking at the programming and how I feel like I need to improve myself as well as those people that I see around me is that that endurance base is really where you need to improve. But you still have to analyze it, right? You need to make sure that you're following the solution that's best for you. And what that probably means is making sure that you're doing a well-rounded program, right? Unless you have some of this program for you and then they should be attacking this for you, right? you need to fully analyze your strengths and weaknesses, all right? Are you attacking those strengths and weaknesses? You probably need to add an endurance base three or more times per week. You could follow something like the Chris Hinshaw program, although I do feel like more, most of us need even more of the long, slow distance base training before we get into the things that he does with the sprinting and, and all of that, even though it's good and it will definitely help. I still feel like you can get more out of doing, let's say, a half marathon training program and then bringing that into your CrossFit and adding the endurance or the uh, interval type stuff on top of or after you have that base really built up. Um, You need to figure out which Metcons hurt you the most. That's probably not going to be very fun, but you I'm guessing you have an idea for what they are, right? Is it the fast and dirty? And then is in if in the fast and dirty, right? If you don't like those short ones, is it the barbell movement? Is it the gymnastics or is it the cardio movement? You have to analyze each of those and you have to attack which things those are going to be, right? Is it the push through mid-range, you know, three to 10 minute workouts? And then is it the barbell, the gymnastics or the cardio in those? You can also find a workout like I've done with DT that you don't like to do and then put it into your training program once or twice a week. And it doesn't have to be the exact workout can be variation. For example, the first time I did it, I just did a regular DT. Then the second time I did it as an EMOM and then an interval piece and then back to regular DT. And then you can do it with, you know, lighter or heavier weight just to see if you can hold on to the barbell longer and then you're building up the confidence as well as changing your body's ability to actually use energy better as you're doing that particular exercise or movement um the how do you pace it 10 minute plus again barbell gymnastics or cardio where is that and what movement or workouts could you actually look at that you need to get better at. So then there's the uh, back to attacking your weaknesses, right? If you need more strength, you might need to step back and do a strength program with less Metcons in order to get your strength numbers up to those that you think would make you competitive. If you're great at movement, but you need help with those shorter endurance Metcons or the shorter 
glycolytic metcons like the Franz, etc., then you need to attack those particular movements over and over and over again. You need to maybe do Fran or some variation of that, or it doesn't have to be Fran. It just needs to be something that's in that like two to three or should be in the two to three minute range. And you need to move through it really fast in order to get your body better at utilizing the glycolytic system. You also can consider, are you eating enough carbohydrates during your day in order to actually fuel your body in a way that is going to give you that sugar glycolytic system energy in order to do those movements, all right? If you're great at running in gymnastics and you see when you see a barbell movement, that's your weakness, then you just need to pound on those particular barbell movements. Or on the flip side, if it's gymnastics, you need to pound on those gymnastics movements in the particular Metcons so that you can get better at them. And that may be that you pull them out, right? You may need to just work on, let's say, barbell cycling for 10 reps and you get better and better and better at that. But then also in a Metcon, you know, like let's say DT where you have it in there and you got to go from barbell cycling to barbell cycling to barbell cycling. Um, or gymnastics would be one, right? If you need muscle-ups, then you need to pound the muscle-ups. You need to put that into the program, even if it's not regularly programmed based off of what you're following, right? You need to find the combination of movements that you struggle with and do those often, right? It could be that it's barbell on barbell on barbell. It could be that it's barbell into gymnastics. It could be that it snatches into running. You need to figure out what those particular things are that don't make you feel good, and then you need to pound on them. I even was watching an interview recently of Brett Fikowski who said that he needs to do this more where he can't just say, all right, well, it's a muscle-up event. I'm not going to do good at it. He needs to pound that weakness until he can see, all right, there's a muscle-up event. I think that I'm going to try and win this one because I've done it so much that I feel confident at it and I'm going to be able to just go in and crush it. So that's what we need to do. In conclusion, you need to take a look at your whole program. I recommend you should have written down all the numbers for all of the workouts, the at least the baseline workouts that you've done and your strengths and weaknesses. And you need to just go through and analyze that and see what things you need to be doing more of. There are things that are going to be standing out, right? If you've been doing CrossFit for any amount of time, there are things that are going to be standing out and things that you know that you like to see and you don't like to see. So if you really want to get better at those particular workouts or time domains or energy systems, you need to really pound them. And if you're following a program, like I said, you have to be okay with taking out some of the things that you like to do. For me, what I do is I make sure that on Fridays, I'm going to be hitting those particular weaknesses. For me, I am do the DT on Friday. And I'm going to be doing that over and over and over again. I've also implemented a strict press practice where I do strict press three days a week because I know that I'm not good at the strict press right now and I need to build up my shoulder base in order to get better at it. And lastly, the endurance base. So there are all these particular things. You got to train a lot if you want to be good at CrossFit. So you have to put in the endurance base that I think most people are missing out on, which would be for me, 30 minutes plus long, slow distance. So that means what I mean by that is conversational pace and you don't, it shouldn't be hard. You shouldn't be going out there looking for this to be hard. It should be easy, but you need to consistently do it and watch your body get better and better at those particular CrossFit workouts because you have a better utilization of oxygen. 
Okay. And then you find the workouts that you don't do well. You keep track of them and you do them over and over again. You know, even if it doesn't feel good, you do it over and over again. If I come into a Friday and I'm not recovered or I just don't feel like doing it or something just isn't right, I still do it. So you need to be continuing to get better at these particular things in order for you to get better at CrossFit. So I hope that that made sense to you. I hope that this was beneficial for you. If you have any questions about any of this, please drop those in the show notes at allarangio.com slash 152. Or you could shoot me an email if you don't want to be seen by everybody on the show notes. But I like it if you put it in the show notes because then everybody can learn from the questions that you have. So if you like this podcast, I would love a review on iTunes. You can go to allarangio.com slash iTunes and give me a review. Every five-star review that I get helps me to get my podcast out to more people. So I would highly highly appreciate that. And lastly, make sure that you check out the partners that I have on this podcast, Inside Tracker. You can get 10% off with the code all around Joe and Recover Mattress. You can get the 50% off with the code all around Joe. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. The All Around Joe podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all around self-improvement junkie. I will see you on the next podcast.